You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shemesh, Israel 5782, 2022. This week's Parsha is Parsha Shemini. The eighth day, Shemini is the eighth day of the Ha putting up the tabernacle, the place where the Jewish people would serve Hashem. Aaron HaKoyin is called on the eighth day, the first seven days, Moshe Rabbeinu access the Kohen. On the eighth day, and from that day onward, Aaron and his sons are called to be the priests, the one who will bring the Korbanas. I'd like to read to you from the Medrash. Very interesting Medrash, which brings a Pasuk to explain the idea of Aaron not being called for the first seven days, being called from the eighth day and onward. And in doing so, the Medrash brings a Pasuk as is its way. And this Pasuk is used to explain a few different concepts, a few different ideas, and when a Medrash does this, so generally speaking we can say that there are parallels between the different concepts. When one pasik, when one verse is used and it is applied to a few different places, we can see that those places are connected. The, the Medrash says like this, Rabbi Ava Barkahana Posach. Rabbi Ava Barkahana, so he would open up the conversation about this and he would explain based on the verse the wisdom wisdom is what builds the house it's a Pesach in Mishlei in Proverbs chapter 9 verses 1 through 4 we're going to read we'll see as the Medrash continues that there's a the Pesach the Pesachim there in Mishlei in Proverbs are describing the the preparations that are involved in a meal, and then what happens when the people sit down at the meal, and the fools who don't want to eat of the delicious food. So, it's called Mishle, which means Proverbs, which means really Mishalom. These are, you know, ideas, concepts that have a lot of application. We can understand them in a few different ways. So what is this meal? What is the wisdom that builds the home, that fills the, fills the home with food to be eaten? What are the people who are not so smart and therefore they don't eat of that? They don't partake of that food? So for this, the Gemara, the Medrash, I'm sorry, explains. And it's important to know from the onset, that we're going to connect Yom HaShemini to the very creation of the world. The eighth day of the the Hakama Samishkan when the Mishkan would stand permanently. The first seven days it was it was put up, it was taken down, put up, taken down, put up, taken down each day for seven days, and on the eighth day it was put up and it stayed up. And Aaron Akim was the one who brought the Karbanas, his sons. But it's connected somehow. First day of Nisan, which is called the creation of the world as well. We're about to hit this day. It's coming up, just a week. So we're in the Shiva Yemei Milum already here. This is where we were starting on, on Sunday. So <clears throat> there's a creation of the world that happens. And there's a connection. There's not a coincidence that HaKamas HaMishkan took place on the same day as the creation of the world, which is the first of Nisan. We do speak about the creation of the world, of course, on Rosh Hashanah. But the Gemara discusses in Rosh Hashanah, Daf Yod Aleph, exactly when was the world created. Was it created in Tishrei, was it created in Nisan, in the month we're about to enter? And there are those who explain that it was created in potential, 
Hayyim Haraz Sa'ilam, we say, in Tishrei, on Rosh Hashanah, we say, this is the day of the, of the pregnancy of the world. The world was created in potential on Tishrei, and the world was brought into actualization, just like we see that it's the Chag Ha'aviv, it's the springtime when everything comes to actualization. We've had a whole winter of rains, and now everything is growing and the fruits are coming forth, etc. So the world comes into fruition in Nisan, and the Mishkan is completed also in Nisan. It's important to mention that the Mishkan, all of the parts, our Chazal tell us, all the pieces were completed by, by when? By Hanukkah. It just took a few months. The command was on Yom Kippur, the day after Yom Kippur, Moshe Rabbeinu came down, gave the command of the Mishkan. It was, it only took a short amount of time, a month and a half, two, or uh, approximately two and a half months, if I'm, well, let's see, from Tishrei to Cheshvan to Kislev, two and a half months to put together all of the parts. But they were put in storage until Nisan, because it has to happen in Nisan. Why does that come as a Mishkan happen in Nisan? So, one of the reasons is because of the fact that there's a parallel between the Mishkan and the creation of the world. And that's what we're going to speak about here for a moment. It's something that we see also, there's a Gemara in Megillah, that points out, it says, Vayhi Bayim Hashmini, right? It says over here, and it was on the eighth day. There's a connection to Vayhi Erev Vayhi Voiker, Yom Echad. Hashem was joyous. I think we mentioned this maybe last week. Hashem was joyous at the Akamas HaMishkan, like He was joyous when He created the world. Because there's a completion. There's a, there's a connection between the creation of the world and the creation of a place where man serves God. Because without that service of Hashem, without that connection to Hashem, so the world is just a desolate place. Without the, the infusion of spirituality, which, which is part and parcel of our service of Hashem in the Mishkan and through the Torah. So without that, so the world just, just doesn't have doesn't have any meaning doesn't have any soul so we have all of these connections but let's see what the Medrash does Rabbi Yirmiya Bariloi Posak Rabbi Briyasa Shalom excuse me Rabbi Yirmiya Bariloi explained this Posak which speaks about the wisdom in the house and the preparations of, for the meal all of this is speaking about the creation of the world Chachmais Ban Sabesa Zah Baruch with wisdom, the house is built. This is a reference to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to God. The pasuk says, "God founded the earth with wisdom." It's another verse in Mishlei, earlier in Mishlei. Back to our verse. There are seven pillars. There are seven pillars of the world that were hewn. So, in speaking about Bracious, in reference to this verse, what are the seven pillars of the world? These are the seven days of creation. As the Pasuk says, It says that God created the world in six days. He blessed the world on the seventh day. He rested on the seventh day. That was part of the creation. So, we have these pillars of the world, this foundation of seven days that Hashem spent to create the world. Tavcha tivcha. Then the Pasuk speaks about the fact that there's a shechita. You know, you're getting ready for a meal. You have a house. You have a table. Now you got to slaughter the animal in order to get ready, uh, in order for the meal to be prepared. 
So what's the first step of preparing the meal, so to speak? Preparing the stage, setting the stage for man to be able to enter? said, Let the earth bring forth all of the many products of the earth, the grass, the trees, etc. So then there's a pouring of wine, right? We get the meal ready, there's the drinks, we have the food, we have the drinks. God says, let the water gather, make way for the land. This is all in creation. So too, the table was set. What was the table being set? So, not only is there a command and potential for there to be uh, produce coming from the earth, for there to be grass that was going to grow, but it's also, HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands that it indeed grow. And, as our sages tell us, it was waiting for Adam HaRishon to come and to pray, and when he, when he would daven, so the, the grass and all the fruits would bring forth their produce. Shalchan HaRiseo Tikro So then, the, the person whose house this is, who's preparing this meal, he sends out, he sends out a message that the young people should come, and they should come to the meal, right? We always call the kids, Kids, come, it's time for dinner! says this, this is Hashem's invitation to Adam and Eve. Come partake of the meal that I've set out before you. Come partake of the world. Accomplish that which you are meant to accomplish. So they are raised up on, the, so to speak, the wings. Hashem carried them and He called them godly. There's a change in gears to hear exactly what the verse is, which verse we're bringing. Let's go with the Yisuf because it makes more sense. He says that the pasuk that we bring to show that Hashem wanted them to be godly is the pasuk. Hashem says that you are like gods. When you're coming to do the work of Hashem, Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, when you step into the garden, when you're going to pray that the fruits come forth, when you're going to la'avda l'shamra, you're going to work the garden, and you're going to protect the garden, you're going to stand tall and keep the command of Hashem about which fruits to eat, to eat which not. So, then you will be godly, you will infuse the world with spirituality, you'll bring God down into the world. Achar so after all of this praise, after all of this preparation, what happens in the end? Mi pesi Which fool shall turn away from this? What happened? What did Adam and Eve do? Adam and Eve did not listen to God. They did not act like, they did not act in a godly manner. They did not follow God's instructions. Rather, they listened to the Nachash, who said that, V'yisim kelekim, who said that that trick, that tricky statement that if you don't listen to God, then you'll be like God, which of course is the ultimate falsehood and the ultimate wily statement of the Yitzhahara, the evil inclination. But they listened to him. They were they acted in a foolish way. That's why, and this is the end of that verse in Mishle, that's why they refer to as those who lack heart. They're missing wisdom. So we see that the, the last verse 
is a quote from Bereshus in Genesis, Hashem curses Adam, and he says, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. So we see here, we see here an amazing thing, and that is that the Jewish, I'm sorry, that, that Adam and Chava, and we'll see how this applies to the Jewish people, and to Aaron, and to the Mishkan, there's an opportunity that's presented with the, with the Hakamas HaMishkan, with the, the Hakamas HaMishkan paralleling the creation of the world. There's an opportunity in the creation of the world for man to succeed and to serve God. And there's going to be a parallel opportunity, as we'll see, when it comes to the, to the Aaron, when it comes to Aaron HaKoyin, when it comes to the Mishkan. I'm sorry, I keep mixing up words because I'm thinking about... There's four sections here. We're not going to read all of them. We're going to read two of them. But there's also a section which speaks about Goig Magig, which is the redemption of the Jewish people, the the final war before Mashiach comes before the Beis HaMikdash, the Temple is built. So that's the next opportunity that Mir Sashem hopefully soon will have this opportunity. There's a step in, and there's a, there's a number seven there, and there's a whole... I'm not going to get into it. There's just not enough time. And it also has to do with the Torah, the Medrash says. And it gives a parallel that Hashem creates the Torah. The Torah itself is something which also has a number seven involved in it. And it also has this opportunity, this foundational, you know, based on English being built, the Torah itself is an opportunity. The Mishkan, as we're going to see inside, and the creation, all of these are the house that's built. The house that's built, that we have to grab the opportunity to serve Hashem within that house. Mashiach will come, the Messiah will arrive. We will have a leader, a spiritual leader, who will lead us, who will lead the entire world. But there will be a great challenge. There will be a great challenge. Whenever we return to a state, Adam Adam we return to a state of Adam before the sin. So there's a challenge to serve Hashem in that state. It's a state that's very hard to maintain. Adam was only able to maintain it for a very short time, a few hours. The Jewish people, we, we went back to that state when we receive the Torah, our sages tell us, we're only able to maintain it until Shavuot Sabbatamus, just for 40 days. We lost it. We served the idol, the, the Eagle Hazav, the, the golden calf. So there's a return, there's an opportunity. When there's a Mishkan, God wants to bring His presence into the world through the Torah, through the Beis HaMikdash, through the creation. So there's an opportunity and there's a danger. And we need to know that going in. It's very important to know that. But let's see what the measure says in regards to the oil Mayad in trying to understand what happened in the oil Mayad when Aaron HaKoyin was appointed and anointed to be the priest. Rabbi Abba Barakhan explains that verse is speaking also about the, the tabernacle. This is the same verse in Mishlei, in Proverbs. The, the house was built with wisdom, with Chachmais Bonsabesa Zebet This is a reference to Bitzalel, Bitzal Vamali Oisei Ruach Lekim. Again, the Pasuk tells us that Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that he filled Bitzalel with a spirit of God, with a wisdom to be able to construct all of the parts of the Mishkan to create the Mishkan. Shiva. Just like the world was created with seven days, so too there was a seven day creation. Up and down, up and down. Before, before Aaron Akoin would step into the Mishkan, so there was a preparation for Aaron to be able to step into the Mishkan. And that was the seven days of the Miluim, the seven days that Moshe Rabbeinu was indeed acting as the Kohen. 
For seven days, your hands will be filled. What's the idea? The Yitzhak explains that there were seven days that Aaron needed to watch Moshe. Moshe, who had a revelation from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, exactly how to do the korbonus, exactly how the the sacrifices are to be brought, all of the different aspects of the korbonus, the sprinkling of the blood, the shechita, the, sac- the slaughtering, bringing up the, the parts of the animal onto the Mizbeach, parts of it are eaten, etc. So all of these aspects, before Aaron could actually stand up and do them, he needed to learn it from Moshe, and he needs to become accustomed to it, he needed to watch it in action, so that when he would take over, when he would be the one to do it, there would be no mistakes. Tavcha tivcha elo akarbonus. said, we saw... There's a slaughtering that occurs in preparation for the meal. This is a reference to the karbonis, the sacrifices, maschayena. There's a pouring, there's a wine libation. Elohanasachim. This is the wine libations that were brought upon the Mizbeach. Af Orcha There was also an ordering. Setting the table. This is a reference to the, to the special bread that was placed on the Shulchan in the Mishkan. Shulchan Tikra. The children were then called, so to speak, This is a reference to Moshe that he called to the to his brother. Interesting. We find in the Torah in a few places that the, this is perhaps we could say one of them. Else, elsewhere as well, when it refers to the Zikanim as Naarim, it refers to them as as the young ones. It refers to them as the young ones. So, it's a reference to Aaron because there's a youthfulness. There's a youthfulness. Just heard on a on an old uh, recording, not that old, a few years old from Arish Hashiv, Rabbi Per. So, Zangazun, he should be well. He told a story over that uh, Rabbi Avram Yafin, who was a son-in-law of the altar of Navardic, who was Arish Hashiv's grandfather-in-law, so Rabbi Avram Yafin, he was a Rosh Hashiva, first in, in, in Europe, then in, in America, and in Yeshiva Space Yasef, then in Eretz Yisrael. But when he was in Eretz Yisrael, I'm sorry, when he was in America, in the Beis Yosef Yeshiva there, so my Rosh Hashiva noticed, people noticed that Rabbi Avram Yafin was taking special notice, special care of two particular young people, both of whom were very cool, very with it, and he was always talking to them, talking to them and learning, asking about them, etc. And people wondered, like, Rabbi Avram Yafin was very old at that time, why is it that he's specifically connected to these young people? And the statement that was made about Rabbi Avram Yafin was that these are the only people that are his age. He was such a young person, and when we talk about youth, when we talk about somebody who's young, in this context especially, we're speaking about people, Kohanim Zrizimheim, we know that the priests are those who are especially, they have this Zrizus, they're quick. They they are committed. They they love the service of Hashem. That's what their focus is. That's what they care about. It was the Leviim, the Kohanim, who ran Mila Hashem Eli. When Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Who is to who is to Hashem? Come to me." There's a Zrizus. These are the leaders of the Jewish people. The leaders of the Jewish people are those who feel the responsibility, who feel that obligation, who feel that that call, that pull, to do that which is right, to serve Hashem. 
And so we want to know, how do we correct the problem? How do we correct the problem of Adam and Chava, the mistake that they made, that they didn't serve Hashem? How do we correct the problem of the Jewish people that they serve the idol, the golden calf? The Mishkan is part of that aspect of the correction of the problem. And where is the correction of the problem? The Medrash is telling us, this is how we fix creation. This is how we do things right. This is how we walk into the house of Hashem. Hopefully soon there will be a Beis HaMikdash. How do we get into the Beis HaMikdash? How do we get into that world of Mashiach, the world of the Messiah? How do we get there? How do we pass through the world of Goygu Magog, this Armageddon that has to come in order for us to reach the other side, to, to reach the service of Hashem? It's through Torah. What is in the Torah? It's all the instructions. It's all of the Horaot. It's all of the, the laws that Hashem wants us to keep. Our connection to Torah is what keeps us alive and what keeps us excited and what keeps the Torah young. Judaism is not anachronistic. It's not old. It's so young. It's so old. It's so young. It's so old. It's so young. Who is young? That's what's going on here. The Ne'arim. The Torah has to be fresh to us like, like the youth. It has to be so exciting to us. The Torah has to be so exciting that our kids sense it. For them, the kids naturally get, get they relate to, they, they resonate with youth, with excitement. Is the Torah exciting to us? Is the Avodah Hashem exciting to us? Aaron doesn't want to start for the first seven days because he wants to make sure he's got it right. He's so excited. He wants to do it right. He wants to make sure it's, he's got it right before he starts. There's youth. There's, there's that excitement. And that's what we're after. We want to know Hashem builds a building. He sets the table. Creates a creation. And it's all for us. It's all for us because we are the ones who want to keep the Torah. We are the ones who want to be excited about what the Torah has to say. We are the ones who realize it's Gishmak to be a Yid. It's so sweet to be a Jew. It's such an exciting opportunity to serve Hashem. It's like Neorim. We are like youth. To the degree we can be like youth, to the degree that the Torah is sweet and fresh, and we are young. No matter how old we are, we are young. To that degree, we let HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the house. We become vehicles. This was the call of Adam and Chava, which they failed at. But we can succeed at it. All we need to do is look at the Torah. Find out what it is that Hashem wants from us. All that we need to do is learn from an Aaron HaKoyim, that youth, to have that youth. I want to bless you. I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. That we should be able indeed to suffuse ourselves with excitement and youth and gishmak and enjoy and be able to bring indeed Hashem into this world, into the home that He built, to be able to sit at the table, the delicious foods that He's provided for us, to partake of those foods, the Torah, the mitzvahs, with incredible joy and incredible simcha. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.